Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. All right, let's go ahead and get this show started. Welcome once again to another episode of The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. So glad to be here on this Tuesday. We've got a jam-packed show. We are broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, from 5 to 6 out of Noonan, Georgia. Also available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. We are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar and Grill, Go Jump and Slide Inflatables, Backwoods Barbecue, and Planet Fitness. And before I get my co-host Corey Bank on the show for the Daily Dash, I have a special guest on the show. And I'm excited about this guest. He was in the sports talk realm in Columbus in the early 2010s. It's Bobby Z. From the Press Box with Bobby Z, we are going to take it all the way back to the early 2010s when he was doing the Press Box with Bobby Z from 4 to 7 on 95.7 ESPN Radio in Columbus. And since I've been doing this podcast for two and a half years, I'm almost approaching 500 episodes. I've had over 40 guests. This is the exclusive podcast for local Columbus coverage five days a week. And because I cover the majority of the Columbus local teams to include high school football, I'm going to continue doing this podcast five days a week. But we do have a great show for you. I'm going to get into the Monday night football game between the New York Giants and the Dallas Cowboys. The Atlanta Braves are just one game behind the New York Mets as they get ready for a huge three-game series at Truett's Park against the New York Mets. I'm going to have Justin Dale on the show tomorrow. We are going to break down the Atlanta Braves season so far with two weeks left to go in the Major League Baseball season. And Hurricane Ian is approaching Florida this weekend, and a lot of high schools have shifted their high school games to Thursday night. So I will go ahead and preview that. Don't forget that we do have our sports beat high school football preview review show for the Friday Night Lights this Friday, which now is going to adjust to recapping some of the games that are going to take place on Thursday night. Corey and I will, as it stands right now, we will be calling the Sydney Lanier-Russell County game this Friday night. I did not receive the word that it has been moved to Thursday night just yet, but I will keep you posted. And it is official, the high school game of the week is... Opelika at Auburn, and I'm going to have Jared Dillard on the show Thursday to preview that game. It might be on Friday night. It might be on Thursday night. We still have not received the word whether or not the high school game of the week is going to get moved to Thursday, but we should have a great show. Let's go ahead and get started with that Monday night football game because the Dallas Cowboys, they look pretty good, even with Cooper Rush. And I think when Dak Prescott comes back, it's still Dak's job. But Cooper Rush is 3-0 and as a starter. He is capable of leading the Dallas Cowboys to wins. 
The Cowboys got a 23-16 victory over the New York Giants at MetLife Stadium. C.D. Lamb redeems himself by getting a one-handed catch in the back of the end zone. In Dallas's defense, you have Demarcus Lawrence with three sacks. Dan Quinn is a great defensive coordinator. I'm surprised he did not get any head coaching positions. You know, this is the same coach that led the Falcons to the Super Bowl. I mean, say what you want about the 28-3, but he still was a great coach for the Falcons. And even after they reached the Super Bowl, they made the playoffs the following year. And then he had two back-to-back 7-9 seasons. And, I mean, that was tough. But Dan Quinn is a good coach, a great coordinator. And he's making all the difference for the Dallas Cowboys this season. It's just incredible what Dan Quinn is doing as a defensive coordinator. Well, the Dallas Cowboys, they take on the Washington Commanders next week. I think that they are going to weather the storm. And they're going to battle with the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC East. Philadelphia is 3-0. I am shocked. The two remaining teams in the NFL that are 3-0, their quarterbacks, Tua and Jalen, the same two quarterbacks that played in the 2018 National Championship game where Jalen Hurts played for a half and then Tua played in the second half. And then the following year, Tua and Jalen, Jalen transfers to Oklahoma Tua gets drafted. He's the third pick overall. He's looking like a great quarterback. And that's why I can't wait for this Thursday night game between the Miami Dolphins and the Cincinnati Bengals. Tua versus Joe Burrow. Oh, man. Y'all remember that 2019 Alabama LSU game? I I sure did. I was watching it at a restaurant. And it was just a great game going back and forth. And right now, the two remaining undefeated teams are both Alabama quarterbacks. That's pretty cool if you're an Alabama fan. Well, Bryce Elder gets the complete game shutout. The Atlanta Braves blank the Nationals 8 to nothing. But don't look now. The Atlanta Braves are just one game behind the New York Mets. With eight games to go, they will take on the Mets for a three-game series this weekend at Truett's Park. And look, I know it's college football season, but if you're an Atlanta Braves fan, this is the series that you want to go to. This is a very important three-game series, and we need to pack the house with Atlanta Braves fans at Truett's Park. Okay, if you're a Georgia fan, they're playing Missouri on the road. You'll still get to watch that game. If you're an Auburn fan, yeah, they're playing LSU. That's later that night. I get it, but come on. This has got to be a very important series that we have got to pack the house for if you're an Atlanta Braves fan. I mean, that first pitch on Saturday is at 720 Look, bring your phone to Truist Park. Bring an extra battery pack. Watch the Georgia-Missouri game on your phone, but be in the stands at Truist Park to cheer on the Braves and the Mets. You could focus on baseball and college football at the same time. This is possible. I know it seems like the attendance for the Atlanta Braves drops off in September because college football is starting. Look, I'm a fan of high school football, college football, and the NFL. So my whole weekend I'm watching football, but anytime there's a pennant race or a home run chase, I got my eyes on it too. By the way, Aaron Judge still stands at 60 home runs. It looks like his games are going to be televised until he hits 61. I mean, they take on the Toronto Blue Jays today, and that game's going to be on TBS. And then I want to say that that game against the Blue Jays on Wednesday is also going to be televised. And so they are going to televise his games until he gets 61. That is a very important milestone in Yankees history. I'm excited about this show. I'm going to have Corey Bank on. So stick around. We'll be right back with Corey Bank for the Daily Dash. You don't want to miss it. 
We'll be back. Welcome back to the show. And I got my co-host, Corey Bank, here for the Daily Dash. We are going to break down that Monday night football game. The Cowboys get the 23-16 to thanks to a tippy-toe back-of-the-end-zone catch by CeeDee Lamb redeeming himself. And great news, my fantasy team won, too. I had Graham Gano. I, I was really kicking myself after he missed that field goal. But, you know, he comes through with a 51-yard field goal. Corey, good morning. Did you watch that Monday night football game last night? It was a decent game last night, Richard. Are you a fan of the Manning cast? The Manning cast, I really think, is a dynamic team. They're funny, too. I mean, you, you could tell that, you know, they, they have so much chemistry, obviously because they're brothers, uh, but Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, I always enjoy watching the Manning cast. I actually was watching the game last night, seeing the Manning cast. Uh, what a win for the Dallas Cowboys. This was a win they needed. Cooper Rush is 3-0 and as a starter, and – I don't think there's going to be a quarterback controversy when Dak Prescott comes back, but Cooper Rush can win you some games. That's certainly true. Cooper Rush last night, once again, playing the role of a game manager, uh, throwing for over 200 yards, not really making many mistakes, and letting his team uh, run the football with, with the likes of of Pollard, who was over 100 yards rushing last night, and you have a Zeke Elliott, so driving that home. And then he was able to get the ball out to the likes of receivers like uh, C.D. Lamb, who actually had a decent day yesterday. Yeah, C.D. Lamb did have that catch that it, he was 30 yards wide open. I mean, he, he really redeemed himself. He dropped that first pass from Cooper Rush, but then the tippy-toe in the back of the end zone was incredible. The Dallas Cowboys are 2-1. and one. They knock off another undefeated team. The New York Giants are 2-1. and one. I still think the Giants are going to be a decent team. I know that they could not generate a pass rush against Cooper Rush. Uh, you know, they didn't have Kayvon Thibodeau. But looking at the other side, Dallas's defense, it's safe to say that Micah Parsons is the best defensive player in the NFL right now. I think that Micah Parsons is going to win Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, he's just that good. Richard, he is such a stout linebacker. Whether you want to have him lined up and go right after your quarterback lining up in a wide nine as a defensive end rushing the quarterback. Whether you have him lined up and you want to blitz him in between the garden tackle and whether you want this guy to stuff the run and be able to run coverage zones where he's able to cover the flats as a coverage linebacker, the guy's got all the tools to being a potential Hall of Fame player in this league. And also Demarcus Lawrence with three sacks. I think that the difference, because the Dallas Cowboys do have a great defense, it's all because of Dan Quinn, their defensive coordinator. He is the best defensive coordinator in the National Football League. He led the Falcons to the Super Bowl, and I know that they had back-to-back seven to nine seasons, and you know, the writing was written on the wall and Dan Quinn was let go, but he was a Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator with the Seahawks. He's made a difference with this Cowboys defense, you know, in year two. And I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to be just fine in the NFC East. Uh, two and one, they're a game behind the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Corey, I've got to ask you, with two remaining NFL teams left that are three and oh, the Miami Dolphins and the Philadelphia Eagles. Which of the 3-0 teams can make a deep run in 
the NFL playoffs and possibly a Super Bowl run? The Miami Dolphins. Oh, you know what? And you're saying that as a Jets fan. That I know that's got to hurt. It really hurts to the bitter end of my soul. Oh, man, Corey, I really feel for you. I think what's amazing is the fact that the two starting quarterbacks that are on the two remaining undefeated teams in the National Football League are Alabama quarterbacks that were on that national championship team in 2018. Jalen Hurts and Tua Tungabailova, and they were battling for the starting job in 2017 and 2018, and now they're having major success in the NFL. That contribution has to be both their offensive lines have been playing a lot better now than years past, getting the necessary push up front, giving them time to be able to survey the field and make the reads as quarterbacks, and then being able to give them the running lanes to step up in and be able to have that play because both can be dynamic with their legs. Corey, as always, thank you so much for being on for the Daily Dash. Uh, I will talk to you tomorrow. We will have our college football picks on the Daily Dash, and then we'll have our NFL picks for Thursday's show. And uh, we also, as broadcasters, have got to be flexible. Hurricane Ian is about to approach Florida. A lot of high school games are being moved to Thursday. I'm actually keeping my ears open just in case Russell County moves their game to Thursday. But, hey, I mean, we're going to call a high school football game regardless if it's going to be on Thursday or Friday. Absolutely, Richard. All right, that was my co-host, Corey Bank, for another episode of The Daily Dash. Be right back with Bobby Z from the Press Box with Bobby Z. You don't want to miss it. We'll be right back with Bobby. Welcome back to the show. On the show today, I have got a real treat for you as he was part of the local sports talk scene in Columbus in the early 2010s with over 30 years of radio broadcasting. I got Bobby Z from the press box with Bobby Z. He was on 95.7 in Columbus from 4 to 7. Bobby Z, thank you for joining the show. Man, my pleasure. I really am excited to have you on the show because I really know that you got a lot of stories. Of, you really have paved the way for some broadcasters today, including Thrift Behringer, buckets and josh pate who's just blown up right now for 27 sports in nashville uh but first where did you get your start in broadcasting oh boy uh i got my start in broadcasting in 1985 in milwaukee and uh, you know my life is all it's been all sports i was a bad boy for the brewers as a ball boy for the bucks and I did a little bit with the Packers, too, because they played some of their games in Milwaukee. So that's all I knew, you know. And I, uh, how fitting it would be that my first radio station job would be at WLUM in Milwaukee, who was owned by Willie Davis, who uh, was uh, one of the greats under Lombardi uh, the Packer, with the Packers. And he's in the Hall of Fame. And, but, yeah, that's, that's where I got my start. Um, and I interned there for a couple months. After about six months, I was just, actually after about three or four months, I was assistant promotions director. And then after about a year, I was promotions director. And then two years later, I was gone to the number one station in Dallas. And I'm not afraid to tell you that I was over my head, but <laughs> it all worked out. And uh, it was uh, it was quite a ride, quite a ride. So how did you end up in Columbus? Well. You know how radio 
you ever watch the old show WKRP in Cincinnati, the line that they say uh, from town to town, up and down the dial? Yeah, that's pretty much how it was for me. I wasn't working at the time, and, you know, when, when, when you're out of work in radio, you pretty much got to go where the next call comes from. And it came from Columbus, Georgia. And uh, a friend of mine who's no longer with us, Carl Connor, he, um, him and I worked together back in the day, and he knew I needed a gig. And, and it was actually, um, I, I never programmed before, so it was an opportunity for me to program and then also to do afternoons. Um, so I went, and uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a big change for me because I, I was used to major market radio, and this is no slam against Columbus because it, it, I had some of the best memories and, and some of the best listeners that I ever had in my career was, was there. But it was different going from a, a major market production to a smaller market, you know, um, but it worked. And, and I, I'll tell you, man, you open this up talking about a few guys that have gone on to do some things. And there's a couple others, you know, Matt Watson. He's doing all the a- a- ATB stuff for um, Aflac. Tyler Redman is a kid that called me uh, while he was in high school and wanted to intern. And I was like, well, you know, I don't get too many high school kids calling me to intern. So come on, kid. Let's see what you what you can do. And uh, he's, he's doing some stuff. So I, I think that was probably the best part of it all was the fact that all those guys uh, I hooked up and and they're all kind of doing stuff, and they're all friends now, and, and that's that's kind of rewarding. And also, my son I met a girl in Columbus and wound up marrying her after uh, dating for eight years. So those are the coolest things that, that happened uh, with this gig there in Columbus. Also, you know, we took the show to number one uh, in its day part in, in my demo, so I was, I was pretty proud of that. You know, it was fun. I had a lot of fun. The listeners made it really entertaining because I, I don't know if you caught any of the show, but I kind of took it in the direction where I wanted to have characters on the show. And the listeners kind of picked up on that and they developed their own character. And it was it was pretty entertaining. I, I, I really enjoyed doing it. Now, you had a coveted time slot from four to seven afternoon drive at 95.7 in Columbus. And so you had this unique opportunity to talk local sports in Columbus, which, you know, I consider Columbus my home. I moved here in 2015. Uh, so just just let me know my audience. Just tell me my audience, like, what time frame are we talking about, like, where you did the press box with Bobby Z and friends? From when to when was this show on the radio from 4 to 7? Well, let's see here. 2011. Uh, we kicked it off in December of 2011, and I left. My last show was April 15th, 2016. I've lived in Columbus since 2015, so I, I might have listened to you guys, but I really wasn't familiar with local talk radio. I do know the shows that presided after you, the Sports Zone with Stephen Williams and then Sports Unleashed with Bam and Reggie Reg. But you really, like I said in the beginning of the show, Paved the way for Thrift Behringer. Thrift Behringer is a colleague of mine. He's doing great things on Sports Visions with DJ Jones. Uh, i gotten to know Buckets. He's been a guest on the podcast. Uh, he is playing collegiate golf at Stephen F. Austin after retiring from the United States Army. 
Um, I've never met Josh Pate, but I know that he's mm-hmm. doing some great things with the Late Kick podcast. Really, you've made an impact on broadcasters' careers, and you've made an impact on my career because I had to do some research just to find out the history of the press box with Bobby Z because I at one time wanted to do local sports talk radio in Columbus, and now I'm doing a podcast that's five days a week. But uh, I appreciate really you paving the way for broadcasters coming up in Columbus. Well, thanks. But there was a guy that did it before me. Um, There was a gap of about a year. And dang it, if I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but I know he was from the East Coast. I think he was from Boston. So he did it too. And he had some success with it. Um, I just think he got into it. It got to the point where he he grew out of it, you know, and, and you had mentioned that I did a lot of local stuff. We did some local stuff and that might've been my mistake. I, I wasn't from there. So I wasn't about to start dive into high school and all that because I just, I thought that it would take me too long to, to learn all that, you know, and who am I? I, I some of the, some of the people called me a Yankee, you know, until they got to know me a little bit, you know, <laughs> and that, yeah. so I, I'll tell you what I did, but I looked at Fort Benning and I said, this is a gold mine. All those guys out there, the, the soldiers are from all over the country. So I did a lot of national stuff because I wanted their participation in the show. And then after a very short time, I realized that this is not a normal area in our country when it comes to college football. It's not, not what I'm used to anyway. Um, it's, it's a different animal down there. And, uh, you know, I look at our rivalries up here, and, and I'm more of a pro guy than I'm a college guy. And I look at the Packers and the Bears and the Packers and the Vikings. We can't stand the Vikings. Don't like the Bears either, but they've been so irrelevant for so long that we now hate the Vikings more than we hate the Bears. But it kind of makes this looks like look like child's play compared to SEC football when you got Alabama, you got Auburn, you got Georgia. You got LSU, you got South Carolina, you got Mississippi State, and who am I missing? They're all neighbors, you know, and they all live close by each other. And it it makes for a, a lot of fun on the radio when you can get representation from each of those schools, you know, and and it got to be a lot of fun. And, and I'm, again, I, I admire that part of the country because they love, I mean, love their football and it's uh it's it's a hotbed when it comes to college football is right there that's why i think what you're doing right now you need to continue it and i I, you know you and i had a chance to talk off the off the air a little bit uh i feel that the loss of newspapers back in the day especially uh most most bigger cities medium-sized cities hell even smaller cities they all had two newspapers and those beat writers for the, i.e., the Packers or down there, the Falcons, whoever it may be, they they were there every day. And those guys knew what was going on. Those beat writers are gone. I mean, they're, they're not there anymore. And I think guys like yourself that are doing podcasts, it's, it's almost like Chinese water torture, you know, drip, 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 drip. The more drips you get, the more listeners you're going to get. 
So just keep going at it because I think there is a void. I think these national guys get on the air and they talk like they know what the hell they're talking about in my backyard. And I don't don't think they do because they're not there every day. Just because they're national guys don't, it doesn't mean they know what's going on in your backyard. They hear it from somebody else because they're not there. And I think that's a big void right now. We're talking about localizing sports uh, with the media. I think podcasting can, can do that, but, it, it won't happen overnight for you, but I think I think you're filling a void that's been gone for a long time. And I do feel that you make a very good point about Fort Benning really being the national market because you have sports fans yeah. from all over the country. Heck yeah. That's the direction I wanted to go with my podcast. I wanted to get a mixture of national sports and local sports. Uh, being the announcer for the Columbus Rapids, the indoor soccer team in Columbus, and then the Columbus Lions, I just wanted to make sure that I covered them on my podcast. Because, you know, when you're up in the press box and you're calling their games, you you want to talk about it next day on, on your show. I mean, and that's what I've been doing. And also high school football, I call it with my broadcast partner, Corey Bank. And uh, we just have a lot of fun. And I've been doing my podcast for about two and a half years. And nice. I... I just enjoy talking about sports. That's something I've always wanted to do. And I know that you have a passion for it, but Bobby Z I've got to ask you because I'm I'm wondering what's going through your mind. You said you're a Milwaukee Bucks fan, right? Yeah. Oh, big time. Hardcore season ticket holder. Yeah. Did you go to the parade when they won the NBA title? What kind of question is that, bro? I know. No, I know damn well. I was there, man. I knew. I knew you. I knew you'd be there. I, I was so happy for the city of Milwaukee. I was waiting for. I've been waiting for. This may sound stupid to a lot of people, but I've been waiting for that parade my whole life. When the Bucks won it the first time in 1971, I was 11 years old. The NBA wasn't big enough for them to have a parade, so they never had a parade. Oh man! So I, you know, and and the Packers, they're in Green Bay. They're not coming to Milwaukee to do a parade. Okay. And so they do it up there. Green Bay's downtown is about three blocks long, so it ain't much of a parade anyway. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I've been waiting my whole life for that. And I was able to go to – I have not missed a home playoff game now uh, since I came home from I've, – I've been to every single playoff game. I've, I've missed probably six to seven games a year. That's really all I do. I, I my my uh, nephew's got a business up. Um, it's an asphalt company. I came to help him out with that, which is very different from radio. But I did my radio thing for thirty years, and I think it was just time for me to move on and come back home. And uh, so we work pretty much all summer long. And the summer's over. We got a few months off, so I, I go to a whole lot of Bucks games and. Yeah, the parade was pretty awesome. And, and the fact that I was able to go take my son to one of the finals games, that was incredible. Um, here's, here's something funny. Game six, when we won it, and we won it all, I, I took my, my godson, my nephew, and uh, we left. And, oh, what was it? A couple of days later, him and I both got covid we wound up catching COVID at the at Game Six of the Finals uh, for, for the Bucks when they won the championship. So uh, I will always remember that for uh, for winning the championship, but also for catching COVID. We caught it that night. Oh but, man! Uh, 
hey man, small price to pay for a world championship, right? I'm still yeah. here, I'm still breathing. I'm good. Absolutely. Bobby Z, what is the college scenery like in Wisconsin? Are they big Wisconsin Badger fans? Yeah, man. I mean, Wisconsin's, you know, I, I would have to go so far as to say, and this might surprise you guys, Milwaukee is a baseball town. It goes back to the Braves, the, the Milwaukee Braves. Um, if you look at their attendance, you know, you know, go a few years back. They've been, they drew 3 million people. And they drew 3 million people here in Milwaukee when the Braves couldn't draw 3 million people. Okay. So, and not, not, no, no slam on, on, on Atlanta, but Milwaukee, Milwaukee is a baseball town. Um, but Milwaukee supports all their sports teams. Now the Badgers, sorry, they take a back seat because they just don't have the, how do I say this the right way? I'm the hell I'll be, I'll be straight. They don't have the money to compete with the Alabamas and the Georgias of the world. They don't. And the way it's set up now it's going to get even worse is I don't think Wisconsin can afford to, to pay these guys like they're getting paid down there. I'm just being real. So yeah, we support them, but we also know that uh, a playoff chance is impossible until they expand it. And then maybe it might by, by then it might even be more out of reach even more so because of, you know, how college football is functioning now with the, with the dollars, you know, I've got to ask you, what was your most memorable moment when you were doing the press box with Bobby Z? Mm, wow. <laughs> um, there, there's a few. Did you have like um, an irate caller? I mean, is it? Yeah, yeah. That's where I'm going. You remember Daryl? We used to call into the Fine Bomb show all the time. Yes. Okay, Daryl called me and he lit me up. And he lit me up hard. Um, and it was like, I think it was like maybe day two or day three. And that studio wasn't ready. Uh, the equipment wasn't ready. Um, again, it was small market, so I kind of expected it. But we weren't ready. And we got thrown on the air. And I had to do the best I could. And that dude lit me up. And I let him do his thing. That's one thing I always did. I let people talk. And let them talk probably longer than I should have. But I always wanted to let people feel comfortable coming in and, and saying what they wanted to say. And then maybe the next time it'll be better and they can polish it up a little bit, you know, give them a chance. So I let him rip me and he ripped me good. And when he finished, he hung up on me. And then I said, you know, Daryl, if I suck this bad in another four weeks, I'll walk out of here and never come back. So you won't have to call anybody and have them remove me from the air. Give me four weeks, bud. And after that, if it's this bad, I'm out of here. Well, he called me back and he said, I'm sorry. I apologize. I should have gave you a chance. You're doing a hell of a job. So that probably was uh, one of my fond, fonder memories. Uh, one of my most disappointing memories was um, the day Admiral Brady died. He was a regular caller on the show, and this dude was, he was out there. I mean, his, his takes were out there. But if you listen to him, listen to his whole take, he eventually made his point, okay? And he got to the point where he started realizing that 
you know, this might be good if I just call in at the end of the show. So we'd have him be the last caller by accident. It just happened by accident. And he, um, <laughs> he was, uh, he always liked to say is Egmo Brady, uh, ESPN.com. And, and when he would say ESPN.com, he thought he was a reporter, you know, I guess he went to the, he was, he was enlisted and he went to the war. He didn't come back the same. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, but he was classic. Iceman, another one. Classic. These guys were, became characters. And that's that was the, the real cool part of that show, is that some of those guys really got it. Joe, um, Chip, called himself Bruce Wayne. Rodman. I mean, I can go down the line, down the list of, of guys that uh, they assume they're characters. But Iceman, he passed away too. But I remember when Egmo Brady died, he drove around the city in, on a bicycle, and I guess he got he got hit and went to a windshield. I don't know, just leaving alone. But he passed away right before we were going on the air, and that that messed me up a little bit. And then Iceman too passed away and. Yeah, I mean, uh, that show was real, and and it was uh, people really cared about each other on that show, and that that was what was really cool, and that's one of my fondest memories of that. Besides the fact that these younger guys that I gave a chance to are doing great things, man. That's what it's about. That's what we should be doing on this earth, instead of hating on each other, help each other, man. It's a heck of a feeling for me to see what Josh is doing. To flip it on and, and to see him, because I remember the day he walked in the studio and I, I, I chatted with him and I, I, I watched his work ethic for a couple of days. And I went, oh, my God, this dude is going to be huge. That this dude was going to be big. And he's only scratched the surface. He's, he's not done yet. Keep an eye on Josh Pate, folks. That, that dude is just scratching the surface. Absolutely. He is already a superstar just by what he is doing for college football. In my oh, yeah. mind, he, he's, he's the voice of college football. I know Paul Feinbaum, he's got his callers, and he's very popular, but Late Kick Podcast with Josh Pate, he's he's already, like, branded himself as Pate yep. State, yep. going to the, the every Saturday tour. I mean, he's going to be at Ole Miss this Saturday. I mean, he is must-listen-to. If you are a fan of college football, he breaks down the games, and uh, it's incredible. I mean, I I really uh, think that he is just an amazing talent. His work ethic is is I'm big on work. Uh, we got we got a guy here that plays basketball for the Bucks that's got incredible work ethic, and those kind of people don't come around all the time. <laughs> and Josh has it too. You know, I'm talking about Giannis. Of course. Uh, I, I knew how you were going with Giannis. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking Giannis uh, because of his work ethic. But... A, Giannis is amazing. He, he is amazing. I have met, I, I, I couldn't even tell you all the people I met because, you know, I was in the locker room for all those years, but I met them all. I mean, I'm Willie Mays, Ted, Ted Williams, Mickey Mantle. I used to drive around Hank Aaron's car. Yada, yada. I go on and on and on. Um, I met them all. You know, Magic. Jordan, Kareem, all of them. And Giannis, <laughs> I haven't met this guy yet, but Pate, if you listen to this, 
when you get even bigger than you are, the one favor I want from you is you need to hook me up with Giannis because I can't get to this guy. It's impossible. But, yeah, this this guy, I think he's my favorite athlete of all time. I really do. And I, uh, I've met a lot of them, and I, I've watched a lot of them. But Giannis is special. This guy is special. Now, what are some of the notable interviews that you've had on the press box? Any any famous athletes from Columbus that have come on the press box with Bobby Z? We had a lot of interviews. I think um, that was something that a number of people said there that, wow, we never had these kind of interviews on the air here. How are you doing this? And a lot of it was, was just related. Um, but we had, we had several. I mean, you know, pretty much all the coaches. Mark Richt was on. Um, we had Kirby on. Um, didn't get Saban. I tried, but I couldn't. Uh, boy. That's ah, amazing. It's a that, long list. It, it's really a long, long list. That, that's absolutely amazing. I'm, I'm just in awe of what you've done, Bobby, just uh, doing the press box with Bobby Z. I, I really wish that there was like some archive footage of your guys' show. I mean, that would be incredible. Well, you probably didn't want to see it because we were stuck in a box. You know, it was almost like a closet. And uh, uh, it probably wouldn't have been good for TV or, you know, on your computer screen. But as far as the uh, audio, there's some classic stuff on that show, man. There's some really classic stuff that we probably wouldn't have been able to have gotten away with in bigger markets. (laughs) But uh, we were able to do it there and it was... uh, it was funny stuff. A lot of those funny stuff. That was the one thing I, I like to laugh. And that, you know, uh, going back to Josh, Josh, when Josh would come in, Josh was straight. He was a straight guy, you know. And I, if I had one thing that I, I could advise Josh on back then was to loosen up a little bit. He's still pretty straight and he's pretty, you know, He's, his delivery is pretty straight. And, and me, I always like the laugh. So we were a little different when it came to that. But I'm glad he didn't listen to me because the dude is succeeding beyond my wildest dreams. But that. But again, I can't say that because I knew he had it in him. And I knew I knew he was going to do this. And I knew it. And I'm glad for him. I just want to see him continue to do his thing. And you too, all you guys, man. I'm 62 years old now, man. I'm getting old and it's fun to watch you guys. You know, I kind of live a little vicariously through you guys. And, you know, you got new technology to mess with. And it's fun to see what you guys can do with that and where you can take it. And I, I'm just I'm just happy to watch you guys do your thing now, you know? Oh, absolutely. Well, being a member of the media in Columbus in the early 2010s, what was your relationship with the other media members, such as Dave Plata, DJ Jones, Dale Williams, Scott Miller, the Hall of Fame broadcaster for Columbus State? Uh, did you ever work with them, or did they ever were they ever guests on the show? No, no, and that, that's that's probably partially my fault uh, because I just uh, again I was coming from a major market, you know, and and I we did th- we did things differently. And I was more on this, especially with Benning being there, national. I, I wanted to do national. And I just, uh, I don't know. I You know, DJ was on a couple times. Um, and I, I, I think that, too, 
because that show was tried a couple times and it never succeeded, I, I think maybe people looked at me like, wow, he's the next victim, you know? And so they yeah. didn't really, and I'm assuming I might be completely wrong, but I, I, I just think that, you know, that's probably the way I was viewed, you know, and, and no, no disregard to them at all. I, I perfectly understand it. And as you saw after I left, kept turning, you know, and, and I, I, I appreciate the fact that I was given the opportunity there because a lot of cool things happened to me and my son and, and a bunch of, bunch of folks that walked through that door. But I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, if, if they put a little bit more into it, maybe I'd have never left, but even though I did, maybe other people could have an opportunity take that building to a place that they don't even think they can go. There's a void there. And, Absolutely. And it's needed. It's needed. All you had to do is listen to the show. There were passionate callers that called in on that show. And I think, I really do believe if you put a good product on the air again and get somebody that knows how to sell it, you guys, you, you can make money off of it. And that's, that's the nature of the beast. It's a business. They got to make money to keep the lights on so we can keep the signal going. But it seemed like for the five, six years that I was there, I didn't get a whole hell of a lot of support. And I'm not slamming anybody by this, but, and the only reason I'm bringing it up is because I'd like to see it succeed. And I'd like to see somebody, you know, give it a shot and really, really give it a shot. Just throw a dude on the air and say, hey, man, go ahead. Let's see what you can do. I, I'm good, but I, I'm not the whole – I can't do everything. I can't promote this thing 24-7. I can't go out and, and set up promotions. I can't, I can't mess with the mics and that because I'm not a tech guy. But I can give you listeners. I'll give you listeners. But you guys got to do the rest or at least help me And that – it didn't happen. Well, Bobby Z, I tell you, I had the privilege of actually being in the studio at 95.7 in January and February of 2020, uh, thinking that I was going to be a regular on the air, and I fell in love with it. And that's why I started my podcast. I just love getting on the radio and talking about sports, taking phone calls, having a hot sports take, just talking about any sports topic. And then the pandemic happened. Oh, and. Yeah. It shut down the radio station. They have not had local sports talk radio ever since. And I do feel that there is a void that needs to be filled in the Columbus market because we do have great sports teams. This is the first time as I can remember, I've lived in Columbus since 2015. This is the first time that we've had four professional sports teams, the river dragons, the lions, the Chattahoots and the Columbus Rapids. And I'm a part of two of the broadcast teams and I feel that we have so many passionate sports fans. And hopefully one day, Davis Broadcasting will bring back local sports talk radio. And I will volunteer my services. I will do it for free. I mean, that, that is how passionate I am about doing sports broadcasting in Columbus. And, and, and I want to do it. I mean, you really have inspired me, paving the way for all these broadcasters, including myself, Bobby Z. So thank you. Wow. My pleasure, man. That's what it's about. I'm getting a little older. Pass what, pass whatever I can on to the next generation. See what you guys can do with it. You know, whether it's Davis or somebody else, somebody put a damn sports show on on in that town. 
Well, they do have sports visions. What is it? The second largest city in in Georgia, right? Exactly. It is. And you don't have a local sports show. And then that's. Well, five days a week. They do have uh, sports visions on Flavor 92.1 with DJ Jones and Thrip Behringer. Oh, they are on five days a week now. Well, no, they're actually on Mondays and Thursdays. Ah, okay. There you go. Two days yeah, a week. but we we need to get local sports talk radio in Columbus five no, no days doubt. a week. No doubt, no doubt. And then the person who does that, those four teams that you just mentioned, you need to be doing those games. So not only are you on the radio, but you're also affiliated with those teams somehow, some way whether you're doing the play-by-play at the game in-house, which is what you're doing for two of them already. Yes. That's a marriage that has to happen. Just think about it, guys. I absolutely if, agree. If, if the guy that's in-house doing the uh, doing the uh, indoor football, what's the team's name now? Uh, the Columbus Lions. The Lions. I'm sorry, Gibson. I know you're gone, but I love Jason Gibson. The guy was an awesome person. Um Who's ever doing the play-by-play in-house? Not on, not not play-by-play over the radio, just in-house. Okay, that guy needs to be the guy that's doing the local show on the radio. You're gonna get so much free advertising out of that, bro, just by doing that. So, I I think there's that that with those four teams being there, there wasn't four teams when I was there. Hell, Golden Park was wasn't being used too often when I was there. You know? No, that's right. The catfish left in 2008 yeah. and you came, yeah. you came in 2011. Right. So now that there's four teams there, that's <laughs> a local show has to happen. And, and that marriage between those four teams has to happen. And then all of a sudden you've got four teams that are being talked about locally on, on the radio on a pretty regular basis, which will draw more interest. So the building blocks are there. You just got to bring the cement and glue and all, put it all together, you know, and, and it's going to take an investment from somebody, but I, I think it's well worth it. I mean, it's SEC, for God's sakes, and it's in Georgia. And Georgia's the national champion, and they probably could do it again this year. I mean, come on, people. Come on. Oh, Bobby Z, I, I tell you, it's been – a pleasure just having you here on my podcast. And anytime you want to just get on my podcast and talk sports, I know you miss it. Uh, you're more than <laughs> welcome to. You're more than welcome to come on the show. And uh, I really have had a blast just going back into the vault and bringing it back to the old day. The, well, not the old days. Bringing it back to the glory days of the press box with Bobby Z. I'm just so thrilled and honored that you had took the time out of your busy schedule just to be a guest on the show. Ah, Richard, my pleasure, man. I'm sitting here at work, ready to go home. I'm sitting in my car. I uh, didn't want to drive because I didn't want to, to uh, I don't know, get in an accident or something while I was talking to you or have, have a distraction. So I'm just sitting here in the parking lot talking to you, and I enjoyed it. Thanks for thinking of me. Thanks for taking me back there a little bit. And, and again, uh, Columbus, thanks a lot for uh, all you did for me for those five-plus years. And my son married a, a Southern Belle, and I couldn't be happier. I'm back home, and I'm enjoying myself back here. And, Richard, you keep kicking butt down there, bud, and I, I, I hope to someday see you uh, at the level that Josh is at right now. And, and, and if you keep doing it, bud, 
you'll get there. Well, I do appreciate that, Bobby Z. Thank you so much. I mean it. I mean it. Just keep going. Oh. Keep doing what you... it's going to be challenging for you because you got a family. Most most cats that are really successful in this game are single like me, like Josh, because we got to put so much time into it. So I hope your wife, uh, you know, allows you to go out and do these things because this is what it takes, man. You got to you got to really pound the pavement. And but once you get known, then you can you can kind of smile and say, hey, I did it. You know, I did it. But you're going at it the right way, Richard. Good luck to you, my friend. And thank you again. I appreciate that. That was Bobby Z. He was a host of a show called The Press Box with Bobby Z from 2011 to 2016 in the city of Columbus. And he has also paved the way for rising stars in this industry to include Thrift Behringer, Buckets, and Josh Payton. You know, two out of those three have been guests on my podcast. So uh, much love to them. And I thank you so much, Bobby Z, just for being a guest on the show. Anytime, Richard. Hope to do it again sometime, bud. Take care of yourself, man, and go dog. All right. Yeah, I, I like that. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holders. Don't forget that you can download this podcast on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for joining me, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.